right, here we go. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome back, Zen Parenting Radio. If you're a first-timer and you've never heard us talk, uh, Zen Parenting Radio, this is episode 139, so we've had 138 episodes before this one. Big 3-9. The big 139. 139. Don't forget about that one. Okay. Um, Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom, that's you, and a logical and practical dad, that's me. We have three daughters, ages 5, 8, and 10. And our goal is to provide is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but even more importantly, a, a better, better you. you. And you know why? Why? Because you say that every week, and people may just let that go over their heads. But if you feel good about you, if you understand who you are, if you understand how you tick, it's a lot easier to parent. True that. Not so confusing. I mean, I'm not saying it's never confusing, but it's easier. It's simple but challenging. It's and easy yet hard. So advanced, it's simple. So difficult. But remember that Canon, Canon commercial? No. So advanced, it's simple. You don't remember? No. I'll try to Canon. find that. Canon, the... Um, oh, camera. Camera place. Okay. Um, so we're talking about a blog this week uh, that I just read with about a half hour ago called The Conversation You Must Have With Your Sons. And it was, I don't know where it came from, but I found it on the Huffington Post. And it's from a woman named Karina me, And she's a writer, sex educator, and media activist. And I'll bet you this lady would be a good teacher for us all. So yes. anyways, we're going to talk about her blog. We're also going to talk about the lyrics to that song that I said I never heard of before. Which is just completely not true. What's he, it called? It's called Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. And obviously... And it was the song of the summer. Yeah. Okay. And the whole Miley Cyrus thing was around that song. So so today I said, Todd, pull up that song so we can kind of have that in the background right. as we're like talking about this. And he's like, I've never heard this song before. I've never heard it. You have heard the song. I have been with you when it's playing. I don't remember hearing that. I don't remember hearing that. Yes. Well, then you had earphones on or you had earmuffs on or something. Can you earmuff it for me? Um, because it's on all the time. It sounds like a horrible song. It's not a horrible song, but I, I'm i having some challenges. Can I just launch into this? Sure. Let me stop the music. Well, you don't have to. You can have it in the background. No, you know? that's all right. Because... You know, I don't. It's not, what we're talking about is not really about this song, but it was interesting because I this whole Miley Cyrus thing. I discussed this with my college class, and I discussed this with a lot of friends and neighbors and relatives because the difference between the uh, Miley Cyrus's uh, her responsibility and Robin Thicke's responsibility, and, and a lot of people told me, well, this Robin Thicke song is is totally appropriate. It's not, you know, he's not saying anything negative. Are you he's not, call out your friends? No, please don't. Can I call out my? No. Okay. No. I like calling people out. I know, and I do not. So let's just kind of leave because I don't want to do that. I like making enemies (laughs) of my friends. Which is, which then they will no longer be your friends. You can't have. I really want to let my my side of the family who said that it was okay. No, please do not. Fine. It's because it's it, it it's an opinion. It's not like they're wrong and I'm right. No, it's just he's a bad person. No, he's not. Okay. What's confusing to me is they were saying, you know, I've I've read this song, I've listened to this song, I know what this song's about and this song is appropriate or this song is appropriate. So I thought, well, let me pull up the words cuz I kind of sing it when I'm in the car, but I can't even read them to you because instead of reading the swear word, just say the first letter of the swear word. Well, Okay, so everyone knows the Robin Thicke piece of this song. He's talking about, you know, um, basically he's talking about how girls, you know, that these are good girls, but he wants to get down with them, okay? Yeah, he wants to... 
Which is a common, as you have said, is a common thing for, for men. They want to conquer girls who are good girls, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're kind of looking at me like no, you know I what I'm talking right. about. No, I think you're right. There's like a, yeah, um, I can go off on a tangent, but I'm going to choose not to. So everybody's like, no, no, but you're a good girl. The way you grab me, you must want to get nasty. Go ahead, get at me. No, I'm not saying, I dance to this song. I'm not saying it's like we should never listen to it. But when people tell me- Are you pulling me, a Footloose I'm not. We're not I don't to want sing to censor songs. I guess I just get confused because the thing Read was some of the bad ones. I'm I'm trying to get to it. It's the TI version of or it's the I it's the next part. Hold on. Everybody say something Todd so I can get to it. How about I say hey hey hey. Hey hey hey. Why don't you play it? There there you go. Okay. So, gosh, I can't find it. Okay. So, let me let me be the one you back that blank a, to a. go from Malibu to Paris. Yeah, I had a B, but she yeah, you so know. That's, rhymes with witch. But she ain't as bad as you. So hit me up when you're passing through. I'll give you something big enough to tear your blank into. I I guess Yeah, stop right there. I guess I just don't understand when everyone's Why? like, "Oh, he's not saying anything." And, and I bet you if these people were there to defend it, they like, oh, everything else except those two except lines. Except those two lines. And here's the thing. I used to like songs and still do sometimes dance to them much worse than this. Right. You know what I mean? They're, do you remember Two Live Crew, Todd? Two Lewd Crew. That's what I like to call Well, them. they were pretty lewd. And I used to dance to that in college. It's not about censorship. It's about the, what it comes down to is the whole you – know, and we're going to talk more about this about this blog. But when we look at the girl – and we say she's inappropriate. What she's saying and what she's wearing is inappropriate. The guy, it's just his song. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. The guy can do what he wants. He's just being a boy. The girl is a problem. So that's what this blog is about. And again, it's not saying that blurred lines shouldn't be on the radio or that I have a problem with it necessarily. I only have a problem when people let him off the hook and say, oh, no, he's that's just completely fine. Right. But it's the girl that right. we have the problem with. So and there we go. And that's where we're going to go okay. with that. So start. So um, w- before I get into this blog, I just want to say we're going to play a few clips, or at least one clip today. Um, and it's from some kid named Dylan Garrity. And it's like this open forum poetry. It's like an open mic poetry thing. And, and he's I, he's real geared up for it. He is. And it's, it, it lends itself to what we're talking about. But let's talk about this blog. So the name of the blog is The Conversations You Must Have With Your Sons. And even though I'm going to upset my wife here for a second, okay. I'm going to read a little bit about it. Um, she's uh, It's kind of a play on words. Uh, remember that intimate conversation you had with your son, the one where you said, I love you and I need you to know know that no matter what, no matter how a woman dresses or acts, it's not an invitation to cat call, taunt, harass, or assault her. She goes on, um, do you remember when you told your son a woman's virginity isn't a prize and sleeping with a woman doesn't earn you a point? A woman doesn't have to be fighting you and you don't have to be pinning her down for it to be a rape. Intoxication means she can't legally consent. That's not an easy score. So she goes on with a few more of examples like that. And then she kind of sarcastically says, you remember when you had that? And like the answer is no. Like a lot of parents right. don't have those conversations right. with their sons. They don't focus specifically in on the issues that we're dealing with with boys. And you know, for those of you who listen, you know that this summer Todd and I spent a lot of time talking about boys because we're trying to start you know, some boys – uh, classes, groups to kind of talk to boys about these things, not so much about because we're just trying to get them kind to women. We want them to be kind to themselves mm-hmm. because boys who are making choices to assault women or push women into something they don't want to do or think of women as an easy score. Sorry. Hey, that's your email. My bad. That is 
because they don't they're not clear in themselves right. they're not clear about what they want they're not clear about who they are they're not clear about um they're not being conscious they are as they're not awake mm-hmm. you know they're not because it's one of those things that they may do and then regret later but in that moment why was that choice made and it's usually made because they want to feel cool they want you know there's and the most important thing we have to understand is we talk to our girls, you know, Todd and I, about, you know, or everybody, about these strangers, about these creepy guys, or about guys who are scary, or guys who will do this. And the truth is, you guys, and we all know this, um, it's not always creepy, scary guys. Sometimes it's, you know, it's a boyfriend. And sometimes it's a, the nice guy you met at the party. And so... And so we have to be more realistic about what we're talking to our boys about and 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 not carry on with the boys will be boys thing and thinking that we really need to domesticate our girls and that's a strong word i i'm saying domesticate because it, that song's in blurred lines so that song is still in my head but that we have to teach our girls to um, dress appropriate yet allow boys to do what they want. We right. have to teach girls to not drink too much, but if you know if a boy jumps all over you, it's because you drank too much. You know, we're we're kind of teaching one side and not the other, and we need to do it simultaneously. Right. I think we put a lot of attention on making sure that we are as protective as possible over our daughters. Correct. To make sure that they're not dressing, uh, you know, inappropriately, to not send the wrong message to the boys, to make sure that when they're out at the bars in college, to make sure that they order bottles of beer and not open glasses of beer because some boy can throw something something in in their drink drink. to make sure they carry around mace Mm -hmm. so when they walk home with a group of girls they're safe now these are all important conversations and i would hope that the majority of the parents out there are having those conversations with their daughters we certainly certainly have begun that conversation with them even though they're young and we're not we don't say it in a scary way but developmentally appropriate things i can give a real life thing uh our daughter our oldest daughter is um old enough to to ride her bike to school she's in patrol now and so she has to go earlier and there was a big conversation that I had with Cameron and JC yesterday about Cameron said, well, I'll just walk by myself. Or JC said, I'll just walk by myself. I can't remember how it came about. But we had to talk to them about how it's it's important for them to walk together, mm-hmm. that I don't feel comfortable with one of them walking home alone. And they were very confused. And I had to really kind of lay it out there and say, listen, it's a safety rule. It's when, when a group is together, you're a lot less likely to be a target for mm-hmm. anybody. Um, and these are not, you know... It's it's not fun to talk to your girls or any any your boys for that matter. It's uncomfortable because you guys know how hard Todd and I work to give them a view of life where they feel grounded and safe and that they think the world is good. Right. And so it sucks. To I was to in the car yesterday struggling with how to explain more to I mean, first of all, we had a ten year old, an eight year old, and a five year old in the right. car. So you need to have a development developmentally appropriate appropriate conversation. Yeah. So basically you're going to the lowest common denominator, which is a five year old, but it doesn't matter. They're all kind of bunched together. And I don't want them to, to your point, view the world as a big, scary place. That creepy people are driving up to pick them up. While right? at the same time, we need to protect them. So yeah. um, it was a, it was uncomfortable for it was me tough, yeah. because I didn't know I wasn't as precise with my words. And I think I kind of went off on a tangent uh, to the point where they were like more worried or wondering what I was trying to say instead of just saying, hey – Something bad can happen to you. And, and we had to pull it back together where what I ended up doing, talking to JC by herself last night, because we ended up saying she could ride her bike by herself today, was that 
we're trying to develop an inner sense of security for them. Mm-hmm. And when you have more people around, you know that you have someone to ask for help. Even if, you know, let's not say someone creepy is there, you fall down, you, you know, you fall off your you know bike or something happens. You know, it's nice to have other people around to support you. And so it's not just about protecting yourself from all these outside creepy people in the world. It's having a sense of safety for yourself. Right. And I don't know if that penetrated but it i, I well, feel it like started. it started we started that conversation yeah. so yeah. um i want to get back real quick to this lady's blog she says i don't expect you to welcome this news and she's talking about how um you know young men your daughter probably knows and that the perpetrators like there's a stat in here one out of four college girls will uh-huh. get sexually assaulted for sure that's crazy yeah i mean i believe it but I can it's crazy. say in girls that I know, and I'm talking some, you know, some close friends, acquaintances, mm-hmm. etc. I know so many girls who have been date raped. Right. I know um, so many girls who are not so many, but a few who unfortunately have been raped. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, and I'm differentiating because raped is by someone you don't know, right. and date, date rape is with someone you do. And the unfortunately the date rape situation. So many of these girls. I think went a long time thinking it was their fault. And until they became older and they were able to reflect on it, recognized that they, for what, if it was used with with words or with force or whatever it may be, they did not have a say and they felt that they couldn't Mm -hmm. get out of that situation. So just that's in my own world. Right. So, well, and um, she goes on to say, I I don't, she's careful to not say all boys are bad. No, because it's not true. As a matter of fact, most all boys are good and then they get sidetracked or they learn things that they learn things that, that don't are, serve them exactly so um so she goes on to say she, when you have the when you have the avoid getting raped conversation with your daughter it's difficult and you don't want to imagine her as a victim the idea of having the don't rape conversation with your son is more difficult as you don't ever want to imagine him as a perpetrator correct bottom line is you know we'll go back to college because that's the world that we grew up in yeah this is who these people are that are yeah. doing this. College and educated boys. College educated boys. And you know, we hear And this news. happened before in high school too. Right. Like we're like you said, we're talking about college because you and I went to college sure. together and we can have this conversation for real. Right. But in high school, these were things that were not uncommon. So the I, I think the question is is are the parents of the boys out there starting these conversations? And mm-hmm. like when is the right age to start having these conversations? Right. It's you know, it's you know, every kid is different, but you want to start it start it earlier rather than later. The, the longer you wait, the more difficult it is going to be to get the message. And I think that a lot of parents say, "Well, I tell my my son to respect you know everyone or respect girls." And I'm sorry, I keep hitting my microphone. Everybody, got to stop doing that. I, I talk with my hands. You're Italian. I, I talk with my hands, and I keep hitting my mic. So, um, but that's good. I'm glad that people talk to their um, sons about uh, being respectful to girls, as we talk to our girls about being respectful to people, girls and boys. But you, ha- we have to start being a little more real and more literal with our kids. Again, not in an effort to scare them or to make an assumption that they're going to do something, but just to be very clear and begin a conversation in your home. It's kind of like Todd and I have talked about sex ed on this show a lot. Um, You know, talking about sex is not a one-time conversation and you don't just give them mechanics and say, okay, I'm done. You have an ongoing conversation about how they feel about themselves, the choices they're making, what's going on with the people that they spend time with, a movie that you watched and what you think, you know, those people are, um, if they're making appropriate choices, books that they're reading. You, You continue that conversation so they can get clear about the choices they want to make. You don't just say respect women and assume that's going to cover all the bases. And I think a lot of moms and dads do that. Like, oh, you have to respect women. And it doesn't really mean a whole lot. And you know what happens, Todd? Hmm. Is some boys 
take that to mean women who who certain women I respect certain women and I'm sorry I'm going to use this hurtful word but this is what a lot of boys will say well she's a slut mm-hmm. or she's a whore or she doesn't matter mm-hmm. or I don't care about her or nobody cares about her therefore the same rules don't apply right. and they separate somehow their mom in their and head. their sister versus exactly. the slut that goes to school yeah oh I would never do that to my mom and sister or my aunt or my whatever but that girl she's this and she's bad right therefore I and that's where we have to understand the oneness and the connection and that everybody's value and and so the conversation is not about picking and choosing who you get to harm mm-hmm. It's about recognizing when you harm someone what that means about you and how that makes you feel and the fact that it's not true right. that that person has just as much worth and value as you do. Right. Okay. Very good. So this is what I want to do. I want to play this about one minute clip. Maybe it's a little bit longer, but it's just really, in my powerful. opinion, powerful. Mm-hmm. And this guy is talking about a lot of the same things. At least I hope it works. I think your thing is turned down, isn't it? No, no. We're oh, okay. okay. Cool. So let's see what happens here. A few months after my first girlfriend and I broke up, I heard that she lost her virginity to the next guy she dated. And at the time, I thought of this as a betrayal, not her choice, as if she owed me something. A newspaper column wants to find the friend zone as follows. She discusses her love life with him and has the audacity to ask his advice on it. He performs favors for her. He does everything a boyfriend would do, but gets no benefits. As if the only reason to be a good friend or a decent f- Human is if you get something in exchange. Come on. When I started thinking of myself as a savior, I ended up thinking of myself as a savior with a salary. You put in your hours as a nice guy, and sex is just a living wage, but sex is not a transaction. Sex is not a handshake to seal some deal. That girl did not owe me anything. Last year, I heard that her home was broken into in a neighborhood known for sexual assaults. Nothing happened to her. We all know the statistics. Your rapist is more likely to be someone that you know. The boogeyman, the stranger in the alley is real, but not as real as we are. We all know the statistics, but we don't know how to accept how easily we become part of the problem. You cannot kill a monster until you are willing to see it in the mirror, until you recognize its shape in your own skin. All right, there mm, it is. Powerful. Every time I hear that, I'm always, you know, you hear all those people cheering him on, all of his buddies right. there who are just saying, like, go, you yeah. know, like he's saying something that a lot of men don't say. Well, and we'll include this in our show notes. But so if you want to see the whole thing, you can. It's uh, three minutes and 14 seconds long. We, um, you know, shortened it up just for the sake of the show. But you can just see that this guy, Dylan, he's a younger kid, maybe in his 20s or 30s. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you could see that he's impassioned about this mm-hmm. and how... And how he recognized because Todd didn't play the whole thing. I think it's a three or four minute long clip. And he talks about how he just cha- he was always challenged because he was always like in the friend zone, meaning that girls treated him as a friend. They'd say, you're the kind of guy I want to marry in 10 years. Um, they would tell him all of their secrets, but he was never the one that they necessarily wanted to dance with or date. Right. And how when he heard, as he said, that these girls lost their virginity to other people, he felt initially initially betrayed mm-hmm. until he woke up and became conscious and realized they didn't owe me that. Right. I didn't I did wasn't It's not like you're putting you're paying your dues just so you can have some sex. Exactly. But when you say that, mm-hmm. does it make you kind of 
think to yourself how many boys think that well, they how do. How many movies have you seen where it says that? It's like you yes. got to do all these things. It, you got to pay for dinner. You got to right. open the door so at the end of the night you can get what you need. Exactly. That is our culture. Right. And the thing that we're saying to everyone, you guys, is, is when you're listening to this, is we just want to bring consciousness to it. It's not about, okay, everybody's going to change this now after hearing this. This is going to be a process. This is our culture. But sometimes we pretend that these things aren't happening. Like, you know, someone reads the lyrics to Blurred Lines and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Or we watch a movie where, you know, a guy is pushing a girl and she's saying no, no, no. And he eventually gets her to, you know, to have sex with him, take her clothes off and and, and all is well. And that's all she wanted anyway. And we just accept it. Mm -hmm. We're kind of like, all right. And then we wonder why. Um, our younger kids do that and why this keeps getting perpetuated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about consensual adult relationships. I know that people have fantasies and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about you if you're like, well, you know, right. that's, I'm talking about young kids who yeah. are just learning about their sexuality who, who aren't in monogamous relationships, who are choosing to um, make choices that aren't best for them or the person they're with. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to lighten it up. Oh, I almost fell off my chair. Hey, don't chair. fall out of your chair. <laughs> we're going to lighten it up. Is this making you uncomfortable? Uh, no, I don't think so. Did you want to say anything else about this um, No, this it's a blog? great blog. We'll have it in our show notes. Check it out. Share it. I think it's a wonderful message. And start having conversations with your sons. It's the bottom line. Can I, say, can I read one more sure, thing? Sure, go ahead. The culture indoctrination that I'm speaking of goes something like this. It is a young woman's responsibility responsibility to safeguard herself from rape, assault, harassment, stalking, and abuse because boys will be boys and some of them just can't help themselves. Mm. That's not okay. And that doesn't mean we're all going to put it all on the boys and and the girls can dress however they want and do whatever they want. It's all the boys. We're talking about balance. Mm -hmm. Girls need to take responsibility for themselves and respect who they are and boys need to take responsibility for themselves and respect for who they are. And that's it. It's all about redefining manhood. That's right. And Todd's working really hard on that. I don't mean necessarily for himself, but well, I guess you are for yourself every day. Right. Well, and then, but you know, we want to do this with fifth graders and teach these boys what it means to be a man. Oh, and then I've got your men's group? Yeah, speaking of which, uh, my men's group, we're having an adventure retreat. Did you know that, sweetie? I did because you're so excited about it. I am. And you like adventures. And um, it's actually slowly filling up. I like it. I think we're going to have 10 spots, and I think we're about halfway home. Am I invited? No. Okay. No, (laughs) men only. But it's on March 7th through 9th. Uh, The details have yet to be determined other than we have the date, but as far as location, it's going to be somewhere around the Chicagoland area. If you are listening um, and you're a man and you this might be something interesting to you, um, email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll get you more information. Now, if someone wanted to fly in to do sure. this, could they? Of course. So if you're listening and you're not from Chicagoland and you know, you're know you a dad or husband or guy um, and you're like, I want to go on this and hang out with Todd, fly in. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, facilitating it with a good friend of mine, uh, Frank Nago, who's a an engineer and a yoga instructor and he and I lead a men's group together and it's going to be awesome. We've never done this before so it's going to be fun. Cool. Uh, he's done it with some other groups but I've never done it so it's going to be fun. Good. Um, so now I want you to talk about our first two partners because we're 22 minutes in and we haven't talked about Aww. either one of them. We haven't talked about Helping Hands who are coming today and you know why it's so great that they're coming today? Because this weekend we had a big bash, bur- big bash for Todd's mom. 70th birthday. Happy birthday Gigi. Um, Sharon Gillarducci calling you out. Um, and so they, we had a lot of people in our house, 70 people to be exact. And so we are, I'm excited that they're going to come clean our house. So anyway, helpinghandsmadeservices.com, 630-530-1324, as clean as can be at home and at work. If you um, mention that you listen to Zen Parenting, you get $25 off your first service. And also Tree of Life Chiropractic, um, we're going there tomorrow. 
CairoTree.com, 630-941-8733. Healthy families by choice, not by chance. If you mention Zen Parenting Radio, you get a complete initial exam, um, x-rays, and a report from Dr. Kelly for only $27. And she takes most insurance. You guys couldn't be easier. So get yourself in there. So Helping Hands Maid Service and Tree of Life Chiropractic. Speaking of my mom's party, I did a little bit of karaoke action. Oh, my gosh. Someday I'll be big enough so you can't hit me. And all you're ever gonna be is mean. Why you gotta be so mean? I can't. I love the song. With your switching sides and your wildfire lines and your humiliation. Right, so no. Todd really did do that, Karoki. That was how he started the night, and the girls joined in. Basically, and- my plan is to make a kind of an idiot of myself. That way, everybody feels like, wow, that guy's really big idiot, so I can't be much bigger of an idiot than he is. And a lot of your family was surprised that you would go up there and sing, and I was like, this is the only Todd I know. That's right. This is what Todd does all the time. But, you know, sometimes your aunts and cousins don't know that you like to be an idiot. They get the serious Todd. They get serious Todd. But it was fun, and um, that was good. Um, So... I am going to do this. Well, you slime-eating dogs, you scum-sucking pigs, you sons of a motherless goat. Do you know what that's from? Three Amigos. Wow, very good, sweetie. Thank you. Nice job. All right, so um, now we have about, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes left. So we're just going to plow through some of these emails okay. that people have sent to us. So if you are a parent or not a parent and you have questions you want us to answer them, send us an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. And we'll do our best to answer them. So the first one is, new question, when talking uh, about friends for our daughters, what about the connection with parents who do not speak our language? Literally, they don't speak English. So I can't talk to the mother at all. I really don't know how to proceed. Okay, Zen parenting radio expert. Well, I think this is more of a, um, you know, I don't have any really deep thoughts about it except to do your best, you know, as far as, you know, if you want to introduce yourself and say hello and smile and be cordial. And my thought, the first thing that came into my head is I would probably send an email. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not I'm not making the assumption that maybe if they cannot speak English, maybe reading English is a challenge, too, but at least gives them an opportunity. Well, their kid probably speaks English and can read it to them. So if you want to be clear or say, can someone come over and you'd feel like you can't be clear with that in person, mm-hmm. um, I would just use email. But I mean, that's just the come. It's not know. a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two. I don't know the questions that Todd is about to ask me, by the way. Yeah. I'm catching you off <laughs> guard. My, I don't, and I didn't get permission from these people to use their names, so I'm not going to use them. So okay. I apologize if you want to hear your name, but I didn't ask permission. Right. So I'm gonna do it. My nearly three and a half year old does not listen. When we ask her to stop doing something or to do something, it's like she doesn't even hear us. It's especially a problem when she's carrying the cats around, chasing the dogs, or generally harassing the animals. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure if the problem is listening or, or harassing animals. I don't know. Both. Um, my thought would be that your three-year-old is probably, maybe some of the time she can't hear you, but is probably intentionally ignoring you. And the what Todd and I often talk about at this show is if you have a child who you're saying things to them and they're not stopping to listen, you have to be more literal and um, physical. And I don't mean physical and inappropriate. I mean, come come up to them, get down to their level, look them in the eye, grab their hands and say, I, I just said something to you. Did you hear me? And mm-hmm. if they say no, then you say, this is what I said. Do you understand? A lot of times we like like to yell things from the top of the stairs or the basement and assume that our child should follow through. And we have to kind of understand to children, we sound like the Charlie Brown teachers sometimes. They're just kind of, (laughs) they're just letting the 
you know, they hear our voice and it just goes right through and not because they're awful, disrespectful people, but we're kind of talking at them a lot. So if we really have something important we want to say to them, um, and it can be done kindly. I think a lot of times we think we have to be so fierce when we're doing it. Just stop, get down to your knees, hold their hands. Honey, I need you to go put that away first. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Please go do that. And then if they're completely not listening and disrespecting you, maybe a consequence is necessary, but I think we need to try that before we assume they're being disrespectful. And then the animal part. Yeah, what about it? Well, I think that it's kind of like when I brought home new babies. You know, I have three children, so I'd bring home a new baby, and the kids would just kind of love on that baby way too much. You know, they don't know what the boundaries are, and we have to teach them. And it's the same thing with animals. Our children are not trying to be mean, and they're not going to become psychopaths um, if they're like trying, if they're like kind of whacking at an animal. They just don't know that that can cause harm initially. Mm -hmm. And maybe they do, and you're in a different stage with that. And if so, then I would say, you know, there needs to be consequences or seek help in that area. But most of the time when kids are little, they're just kind of figuring out, does that hurt? Or, you know, are they like me? Um, You know, are their paws like me? You know, they're, we have to teach them gentle. Mm -hmm. Instead of say, don't do that, we'll give them something to do in place. When you're going to pet the, you know, like we have a rabbit, pet the rabbit gentle. Don't put your finger in their eye. That hurts. Gentle, gentle, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Give them, tell them what to do rather than just don't do it. All right, very good. Number three, you ready for third and final? Okay, go ahead. Um, I have a daughter, almost six, and son, who's three. Sometimes my son, mainly because he's younger, will cry because he's not getting what he wants. I think a lot of people build it. How old is the son? Daughter is six, son is three. Oh, yeah. He isn't truly hurt, and it's more of a fake cry to see if that will accomplish his goal. When he does this and keeps it up for a while, I tell him that if he wants to continue carrying on, then he can do it in his room by himself. I question if I'm doing the right thing. I don't deny his crying when he is hurt or scared, but when he's attempting to use it to get his way, I often lose patience and ask him to leave the room. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that, first of all, for a three-year-old boy to cry and whine is completely normal. And I think that sometimes we we look at it and we say he shouldn't be crying because it's not that big big of a deal. Or, um, you know, sometimes the boy issue can get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, we get uncomfortable with the boy. Crying. Hey, you're a boy. Stop crying. Stop crying. That And that may not be what this, no, she's this not person's doing that. saying. She's actually handling it pretty well, yeah. I think. Like she said, she comforts him when he hurts himself. And yeah, if it's a real cry, but what about the fake? I cries? think that all children try that. It's just like the re- it's the way that all children hit. I think we have to you know hit once, and then we have to teach them hitting hurts people. Hitting makes you feel bad. Like it's just like setting boundaries with the animals. You have to have an understanding that it is annoying. I mean, so don't think that I'm like oh I didn't mind when my children whined and cried. I still experience that sometimes. Well, and we can tell as a parent, you can tell you can what feel. the real time real cries are, the fake cries, and all that. And so what she's saying is I tell him to go to his room, but I feel bad. It's all about your tone and about your intention behind it. If your intention is to shame, then you're going to feel bad about your choices. If your intention is right now he's crying and he may need to get that out. He may need to release. He may need to do whatever he needs to do. Um, but you need to go do that in your room because right now I'm very busy doing what I'm doing. And it's okay and, to cry. And I, and I can't continue to do it while, while you're, you're doing crying. that. So go ahead and – and it's, it's how you say it too. It's, it's not tone. like you can say – Go in your room and cry. Like, that's not cool. But you say, listen, I am in the middle of doing something on the computer. I can't do what I'm doing with you crying. So it's okay to let your feelings out and cry, but please go do it in your room. Exactly. And actually, I think that that is a tool Mm -hmm. because then they know it's not the crying that's a problem. It's I'm not going to stand here and stomp my feet in the middle of this room and bring everyone else into Mm -hmm. my experience. And again, when a child is hurt, that's different. We can get in there and help them and soothe. But if you really feel like it's just a – 
intentional, it feels manipulative, it feels like an attention seeking, it's okay to say, you know, go ahead and cry. But And then the key is, is what do you do next? Do you give in to it? Mm -hmm. Because if you do, they're going to do it again. Right. It works. They're they're like, oh, hey, that whining. Right. This whining works. Hello. So you have to be conscious about, first of all, your tone when it's happening, um, and then what, what proceeds or not proceeds what comes after right. the crying right. so i don't know if that helps i think it did okay it helps me does it what's funny is whenever you and i are doing presentation is i think i've said this to you okay somebody will come up with like a really good question like i don't know what to do i've tried this and it doesn't work and then they looked at both of us i'm like man i got no idea how to answer this question and you like all almost always nail it oh like you that's hit the, nice you hit the essence of it you don't make them feel bad about the question and you validate and I'm just, I get scared that if I ever do a parenting presentation with how I am, I'm going to get stuck. I don't think you will. I think that you'll surprise yourself because you, when we are in real, real time, you mm-hmm. always say great things. Um, I am actually presenting to a group of Girl Scouts tonight and their moms. Hmm. I know. We're going to talk about bullying and friendship and stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I want to play a clip from what you just said about not being in real time. Let's see. No, it's not that one. I think it's this one. Let's go with it. Okay. This one, a long time have I watched. All his life as he looked away to the future, to the horizon, never his mind on where he was, mm. hmm? what he was doing. Yoda. He's the man. He is the man. I just want to have Yoda live here. Do you think he'd come well, with Well, he does. Us? We have a little plastic Yoda. We do, but I want him to walk around my house. I know. And tell me things. And his little cane. You know what my favorite Yoda line is? Which one? I, you'll know because I say it all the time. Well, I don't say it, but I always refer to it. The one where when Luke is going to go in and fight Darth Vader in his like dream world when they're on, mm-hmm. what's that place, that planet? The Dagobah system. The Dagobah system. When he's about to go in and have kind of his pretend fight mm-hmm. and he turns around and looks at Yoda and says, what's in there? And Yoda says, whatever you take with you. Only what you take with you. Yes. And that is so true because no matter what situation you go into, it's what you take in there that's going to make it or break it or or that's going to be how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. If you go into situations thinking I can handle anything, that's how you're going to feel. If you go in thinking you're scared to death and it's not going to work out, that's what you're going to experience. I'm looking for a great warrior. <laughs> great warrior. <laughs> Force not to make one great. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's you timely. Unlearn what you have learned. And then, lastly, this is the king of all Yoda quotes. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. All right. So um, I'm going to talk about Avid, and then I want you to uh, promote yourself, sweetie. Okay. Because. Sometimes you're not so good at it. Well, you know, there's things that I don't do very well. (laughs) Avid Company, they are a painting and remodeling company all over the Chicagoland area, and their number is 630-956-1800. Give them a call. Jeremy Kraft is the owner. He's a good friend. He's actually an awesome businessman. And if you need any home projects done in the Chicagoland area, give him a call. Um, So what do you have to sell? Um, Well... Uh, my books, Self-Aware Parent 1 and 2. Um, and you can find them on my website, kathycadams.com. You can also find them at Zen, or not Zen Parenting Radio. You can find them on Amazon. Um, I'm also, uh, what else do I have? I have, do presentations and talks. And Yeah, we'll come my, and do a book club. 
Yeah, well, we could do, we'll do whatever you want us to do, really. Right. Um, but one thing I wanted to say is the Chicago Parent, I'm a columnist for Chicago Parent. I have a column in there every month The the magazine comes out, and it's called The Self-Aware Parent. And I really like the one from this month. I, I like them all, but this one is about, the actual title is um, Teach Body Acceptance by Accepting Your Body. Mm. And it's a lot about what we talk about on the show, about how it's got to start with you, man. You can't tell your daughter or your son to feel good about themselves if you're constantly berating yourself. Um, so I just like that article. So pick up a Chicago parent. They're all over the place. Uh, YMCA, toy stores, um, you know, stuff like that. And you had a really good blog that kind of went semi-viral, The Power of Introverts. Is that the one? Yeah, that- it kind of did. I was on The Daily Love. I don't know if you guys are know what The Daily Love is, but um, it's just a great newsletter that you get every day. And it's it's got a lot of great quotes and all that kind of stuff. So check it out on Facebook or on the internet. And, um, and yeah, I had a blog that uh, was posted on there and it did very well. And, and what it wasn't so many so much about the likes. It was the comments I got back from it where people really liked the language about really what it means to be an introvert and that it's not a negative thing and that introverts don't want to be extroverts. They really kind of like who they are. Um, I do. And we'll include that in the show notes to your blog. So. All right. Tournament of bad. Tournament of bad. Tournament of bad. So my tournament of bad entry this week is I was at the airport last week for work and I can't, you know, I was flying in from Ohio and uh, there's like an, a flight every hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the airlines, and I know, I know, I know everybody knows this, but I just need to vent a little bit. They still um, charge you seventy five bucks just to get on the next earlier flight. Remember the good old days? You just fly standby. Totally. And if there's a spot on your plane, you can get on it. Now the only way to get that spot is to pay seventy five bucks. And I just think that's they're they're penalizing me for trying to get home an hour earlier. And you know what? I kind of think that everything in our world has become what's what's the word where everything becomes about making more money? There's a word for it. Not just consumerism. It's like you're always trying to find a way to make money. It's a profit deal. It's a profit deal like in the jerk. Um there's if there's a way if it's something wants, then you monetize it. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. You monetize it and it frustrates me because even in Todd in my own line of work, of course we have to charge for certain things we do, but sometimes when I'm just trying to do something and give something away people are like oh no you need to make people pay for that and i'm like but this is just a conversation yeah i don't want we're just talking we're just talking like i don't want to monetize it so there's there's a balance in there as i'm learning yeah energy for energy there's time to make money there's time to make money time to give stuff away that's right there's a time to sew together and a time to mend something are you trying to sing that song to everything turn turn um so this is todd adams saying thank you very much and this is kathy adams have a great week